0: Welcome to the Rugby Bits podcast, and the day has finally arrived. The Springboks have announced their 33-man Rugby World Cup squad that will go to France and, and hopefully win the Rugby World Cup. And there has been a few surprises that <laughs> not many of us expected. Um, the big news being that um, three key Springboks, Ludi Lukanyo and Andre Pollard, did not make the original 33-man squad. And if you ask anyone and their dog on Twitter, there's a, a big conspiracy theory and plans that the Springbok coaching staff has to, in order to bring them back. And today, great news for you, listener. We have the whole Rugby Biz squad here, and I'll prove it even. Sean, say hi to the people.
1: Hello, how are you guys doing? I mean, <laughs> Tala, you and I, we've been together a lot. Well, I mean, you were only listening on the, on the other pod, but then you and I were, <laughs> were on another pod yesterday. And I just want the listeners to know by the time, by the time the dirt trackers are listening to this, they would have heard the other one and just listened to you. So I hope you've come to terms with things and that we could have some positive (laughs) chats judging by your intro with like, where you say, hopefully they will go win the world cup. You clearly haven't come to terms with things yet, but looking forward to it.
0: Absolutely not. (laughs) Let's see how it goes though. Jared, you are here as well. Thanks for joining us.
1: Yeah, it's great. It's great to be back, boys. <laughs> great to be back. <laughs> wow. How's that for an intro? Like, oh shit, Jared's I feel, here. I feel, I'm feeling the love. I'm feeling the love.
0: <laughs> I actually said that so automatically. I really didn't mean anything by <laughs> it, to be
2: honest. Yeah, yeah sure. Jared Sing is,
3: is finding out that um, this is the last time that he was on here. Tyler's become an asshole out of the blue. So is <laughs> It's not just me. Oh, Jared,
1: the other thing that you need to know, so so Tyler's an asshole. It's been two two weeks running. Um, and the other thing you need to know is that um Cooks has now moved away from abusing the dragons. He's now moved on to Munster. So we don't know who's in the firing line yet.
2: Oh okay. No, I, I I'm just saying Cooks. Like uh it's Munster's like not a great target, man. They've got Peter and Akhe Naiman, and Jean clan Like those three those are three guys I don't want to fuck with, man. And that's before you even go to Keith <laughs> Earl's.
3: Yeah, you're right. I need to pick my targets um, more wisely. So I might have to go yeah. back, to the,
2: back to the dragons.
1: No, and no, no. I, I think it's... <laughs> the dragons has got used for like a
2: month. I think if Paul O'Connell hears about that slander, he might come after you. Like Jean Klein he was like, uh, "We we we were almost going to pick you." So it's alright that you said that things about Bucky's, but I don't I don't think he would say, "Only to your shirt, man. <laughs>
1: Definitely not. Listen on the topic on the on the topic of of international captains. I mean, we're hearing By the grapevine you took some abuse yesterday.
3: Yeah, I did for for wearing uh, for, for for wearing that away jersey. <laughs> it's, it's almost like we we'll, would we'll work with with the jersey and then. John Smith gave me some some abuse, and um, make, like as if I was the one that um, that designed it. And I suck. <laughs> just suck. Oh, man, like, I didn't I didn't do anything. Like I just stood there with this jersey on. I think um, I think obviously he, he probably likes the the, the 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 proper old school approach. I mean, shame the jersey caught a lot of flack in the, uh, on that game against Argentina. I think it looked better when it first got released. I think on the players, it probably didn't look as good. I didn't like the the Turkish the matching turco shorts. So it was a bit of, um, yeah, no. like, <laughs> Miami like, Dolphins. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't get, I didn't get the took of shorts for work yesterday. Like, so, um, so I so was able to sort of survive.
1: <laughs> Sorry for throwing you under the bus, but I, I couldn't let that one <laughs> not go live. It was brilliant.
0: Yeah. Cooks. Yeah. We'll hear about all the behind the scenes of what, or maybe let's, let's start there very quickly before we get serious. I mean, yeah, congratulations, first of all. I mean, I almost felt like you were part of the Rugby World Cup squad on just being part of the whole production for that. It seemed like a big event there at the DSTV studios or DSTV offices, I should say. Um, Yeah, and it seemed like you guys got a great production going, but there seemed to be a few things... that were happening at the same time like the spring marks are running late and then you guys had to put in a few videos and all that sort of stuff so it was seemed like it was quite hectic
3: yeah it was hectic um well i mean well, at a stage i mean i think i mean i, I played scrum off for a game like, in schools so i thought maybe we could get, a, could get a chance to get in the squad <laughs> I, it just seemed like if you're scrum off you i mean at the jersey there i was like that, that seems like the way to make, to make it in the squad but um it was cool it was, it, was, it was a very cool day um I think obviously the, around the around the building I mean I was there most of the day so in the morning and then there was a big sort of like hype and sort of vibe coming in and and I think like I remember when we, as we as' say about like two three ish um obviously people were sort of flowing in and, and, and people sort of come in and like you could sense the anticipation and obviously the news the reports about Andre Luit and Lukaino being in the squad. There's, all, there's a lot of murmurs and questions going around. So the, the, there was a big sense of sort of anticipation of what's going to happen. And then, you know, it was incredible. I think it, it was, um, I think those things are so hard to put together because especially it being live and when the box arrive and you, you got to get certain, you got you got to get um, certain like um, performances in. Like we, the guy who met Stipatina Mugharimba, he's literally back in the limelight now. I'm sure he's probably getting ready to go on a nationwide tour Performing Sister Burkina.
1: <laughs> and then, um,
3: and then, like, no, he, like he's back in the mix and then, but it was, no, but it was really cool. I think. I, I, I mean, thought his so, song I was
2: the announcement
1: good, but, video. Me I, I, <laughs>
2: yeah, too. I thought
1: so. I was, I was like, oh, was there's like, a
0: player, there's a player, there's <laughs> a player.
1: <laughs> oh, I was like, also like,
3: the thing is like, I, when, it, when it happened at, um, at, uh, at Ellis park, I didn't, I, I didn't hear it properly. So now I sort of got to hear it properly. And I was like, oh man, like, I saw people like it was so funny because like all the I mean, all the white people like, they were loving the song like like I said in the previous part <laughs> like as black people we heard the song since like 2006 we like I can't do this anymore like just because you <laughs> have Kanye and Andre Parker it's still, I can't listen to the song anymore oh, that so is the best and then that no, was great but I, but I I must say I think the highlight of the whole thing was when my pimpy came out and it was just amazing because because the last few months it's been my pimpy slander on on twitter for, for no <laughs> reason so, so when he came out there and literally like the president couldn't even like carry on talking because the crowd just basically erupted like as if and no one I mean, obviously gets the reception all the time but like no one else got that the, that reception that like that like my, my pimpy got and it was incredible it was organic and it was like he still had like as i said in twitter, he still has the streets he's still like the people still love him it's, yes. it's just a few oaks there who just basically but it, all in all it was a was a flippin' flippin' cool day.
0: I felt so sorry for Jesse Creel following my pimpy though. Like that was such a setup. I I don't someone there, whoever did that order, I guess the ph- photograph order, no man. They did Jesse Creel so dirty making him follow my
2: pimps. The Ma should have come just before Sia. Yeah. And then that's what they 100%. should have done. And, and did you guys see that um, video of that Tani going around um, chirping about Mapimpi and telling sure. people off that uh, he's yes. definitely going to be in the squad and we can have two legends. We can have Curtly and we can have Mapimpi in the <laughs> <Yes>. squad. Could <laughs>
0: <I, laughs> we have been seeing see this that. song for yonks?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. Tala, I'll send it to you in the WhatsApp group and uh, I will share it on Twitter and that as well. <laughs> it is fucking phenomenal. <laughs> She she lays Shame. down the
1: law. Just I, I, I but I followed. we followed her. We. We we have followed her now. Cause she was yo, she was having a go. I was loving it. Sorry, Cooks. Shane, I don't know if you guys like picked up on it. But one of the funny
3: moments was um uh Mark Shane Poff Marco von Staden. I think the orders it, it probably was gonna be I, th- I think think was most it normally goes Captain Coach. So then poor bark was like, and so the African cat and then Marco von walked out and it was like, I was like, Oh, <laughs> What? like, what? I was like, "Is he the captain?" I was like, "What is going? What's happening? Where is Siakalisi?" And he's like, sort of like, "I was like, what is going on?'" He's like, "Oh, and they're like, oh, okay, cool, maybe they just sort of reversed the order." But it was, but, yeah. A few people, I was like, and then came was the South like African captain, the cap, I look, I see Markov and Stone, and I was like, "What the hell is going on in the squad?"
1: <laughs> yeah, you know the thing is, like I've. I won't lie. And I mean, I, I can say it so cooks, you can just, you just can disagree with me, but it was, it was a shocker. So they haven't come out in any order that is worth anything. The only order they've come out in is so they can stand and be photographed. So like they could have all come out in a forwards and backs order or alphabetical and then moved to go get their their photos taken. Absolutely diabolical like everyone is like so the one thing that no one knew what was going on so we didn't know who was coming next so it's not like they were finished the forwards and we were expecting someone else so we're like oh oh man and then yeah that kneeling thing i'm not a massive fan of it um really not but i just want to get that out of the way other than that flip man we're gonna have to dive into the squad it's gonna be epic i'm looking forward to seeing what's happening but uh man there were some surprises thrown when i first got sent that message about like you know, this is kind of what's happening. These guys are out and we're taking four scrum-offs. I was like, listen, whoever sent you that is absolutely smoking his socks. Just forget about it. It's an absolute waste of time. And then I picked up, there were two hookers. I was like, this is definitely bullshit. Anyway, how little do I know?
3: That was the one thing that was happening. A lot of squads are like floating around and um, no, it was absolute, absolute chaos. I think we also tried to put together a squad, and I think we think we all probably, pretty much got it wrong. But I, I was thinking when the order was coming out, I was like, I think I, I think it was basically for drama because like Marcus yes. Fontaine comes out first, then you're like, who's not going? If Marco's going, is Dion, is Dion Varese staying? Is, is is one of the locks staying? Like, what's going on? I was like, I think a part of me like that squad was like, was this for the sense of drama just to be like, because like I remember a friend of mine was was happening when the group was going, so he keep going and he goes, there's two seats left. But there's no look on There's no hundred Polo, There's no, there's no Lo and Sia hasn't come out yet. Yes. But there's, there's two seats left. So it's like someone, and then he's like he's waiting, and then Jog Ninoberg gets called. He's like, guys, oh, what's shit. going on? Because there's one seat left. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, we, and we know who that seat's reserved for it's for Sia. I know it was Matt. <laughs> yeah.
3: was panicking. Oh, he was. He's like, he was like, guys, what's going on? Like, what's going on? Like, what is going on? Oh man, I got yesterday. I think I got. I never got more messages from people asking me what the team was. Like, like I so much. I'm like, I didn't sit in the meeting with them. I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> was wild. Did you
1: see any of the Springboks before the announcement? No, you didn't, you didn't you see, see anyone. See. So you couldn't see anyone. That's and why, when did you get the running it. order? Like, when did you know what was happening and how it was happening? Or were they just giving you like, you're on for five minutes now. Good luck with the rest of the day, my guy.
3: I'll probably say like half an hour before we sort of knew, and then sort of basically. Switch my phone off, <laughs> and, then like, <laughs> and then just away, just avoid any sort of phone calls. But it was because I mean, even the, initially the guys at work as well, like it was like top secret. It was like almost felt like it was like locked away in some sort of safe. Like no, everyone's like tiptoeing. <laughs> like we we got to work. Like who's in the squad? Like guys, we can't say anything. I was like, this yes, but you is, can tell me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then like I like, oh, told me
3: like and then we obviously the guys at the back so then the guys were obviously at the back at the back behind so no one could actually see what was going on and then obviously it was oh jeez it was I've never seen like people like wanting to know names of 33 players more than our like, guys working at work like do you, know, do you know who it is like I'm sure like Mots would know like. Moss, you know who it is? I was like, I don't know. Like, ask John, like, John, do you know who it is? And he's like, yeah, but I know- and John's it is. like,
1: I've got a shit shirt on. I don't want to talk.
3: Yeah, John's <laughs> like, like, I, like, I, I, I don't have one. John was more angry, he's like, I don't like your shirt, but like, and then you'd have like, um, other Oaks are like, do you know, like, people are like, like, Cook's are like, I, I know someone who had dinner with Radzi one time. He said to me,
1: <laughs>
2: like,
1: that was <laughs> <laughs> no, chaos. Listen, the amount of texts on, on so I, I, w- what I will say um, is all of this, the speculation and everything took a lot longer to come through than usual. Normally the bullshit is running early in the morning and, and it took a lot longer. And once, you know, the best is, so I got this from, and in inverted commas, a reliable source. And then they're like, <laughs> it, and you're just like, yes, this Oaks, come on now. I feel like this is COVID 19 all over again. You know, when they're like, yo, we're, gonna, <laughs> we're, going, into, we're going into an alcohol ban, everyone buy. Yes, yes. Yeah. And then, and then, like, and you get all these reliable sources, and the first, like, and then someone sent me one, a reliable source, and they said, Pollard um, and Lurt are out, and we're taking four scrum elves. And I'm like, dude, what, what sort of drugs <laughs> are you taking? Because never, ever will that happen. Never, ever. And then, and then it started flowing and then it, like, there were articles being written about it and then it started gaining momentum. I'm like, either someone has absolutely, whoever the media guys, absolutely dominated and really just sent everyone down the wrong rabbit hole or we're actually in for an interesting ride. Anyway, needless to say, we're in for an interesting yeah. ride. <laughs> I, I, I
2: must just say that you, Sean, you're right that it did take a while to like come out. But then you've got like Hendrik Kroniov, uh from the report tweeting out, I'm worried about Andre Lukanyo Lucano, um, and Lua like two hours before all of this shit yeah. like, takes <laughs> nudge, nudge. We should have known. Like uh, when that guy says something, like uh, I think AP said, no, he, he's waiting for um, the report to really uh, reveal the 2027 <laughs> springbok squad <laughs> like yes th- those guys knew about jean klein's uh, springbok call up before he even knew like they, they <laughs> uh, printed it it was in the papers Russi called him on monday after the reports re- uh, put it in the papers on sunday like the- those guys you don't stuff around with like if he says like something like that you read between the lines and you know man <laughs> Yeah. Like I'm saying, like, the report
3: is gonna probably release the team for the game against Ireland on Monday. Just let us know already, like this and so on. So, I love the fact that the report is doing like a little less mystery in the buck team. Like we just get that money. Like reports like, well, I just, here's the team, guys. You're like okay, <laughs> you know. It's, like, it's great for podcasters. Though. It's great for us. Like at least you know, Monday we know what the team is for it's Saturday. Right. Like
0: <laughs> no, I think no wonder the Springboks release their team on Tuesday? They're like, look, we need to beat the report anyway
3: hundred yeah. percent. Because I mean, the, the, the report probably is, is, is this in the team meetings. Like someone's telling the like. I think the report like picks the team as well. Like I think, I think we should go with uh, Jean Klein for the
1: squad. Let's bring it. But Ginger
3: yeah, the six selector.
1: I, I would love I would love to have been in that very 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 first team meeting, management meeting, and then team meeting when they decided we're gonna do this shit on Tuesday now. Screw everyone. Like, what do we have to hide? Like, let's forget the speculation and all the BS. Let everyone plan and we're going to release it on Tuesdays. And that's how we're going forward. I, like, I want to know who, whose idea it was. I want to know who pushed back and I want to know who had the like deciding vote because yo, it's quite something. I still love it. I still love it now. Every Tuesday, we're like, cool, <laughs> let's get it going.
0: Guys, I think we need to now actually get into the real <laughs> chat about the squad.
2: I mean, we've, Yeah, we've done a
1: we've great job
0: about, of
2: avoiding it. <laughs> yes,
0: we faffed about it too much. Speaking of Fuff, let's talk Fancy about enough. the the backup <laughs> the the backup team situation at the Springboks. So I think maybe the best thing to to make this discussion is to discuss it by the sort of surprise omission. So Andre Pallad, as we know, he had a calf strain um, before the semi final of the Premiership, um, playing for Leicester, and yeah, the timeline for the injury is sort of just grown and grown and grown in the last few months from a few weeks into a few months into starting the rugby championship into the warm-up games in Europe. And now I think the latest report from the report was that he would be about 50-50 for the Scotland game, in the Rugby World Cup. So he's subsequently not been selected. And Money LeBoc has now become probably one of the most important um, springboks in the squad right now. And Jared, I'll that- start with
1: you. Sorry, I'm oh, sorry. And Gondry? by that, he's become the most important person in squad. And by that, he's all, all of a sudden become public enemy number one. I mean, flip. But anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous.
0: Welcome, welcome to the life of a Springbok money. I hope you enjoy it. But yeah, Jared, I mean, it seems like the plan is that Lubbock is the first choice number 10. And if Pollard isn't able to join us, we'll talk about that a bit later. Then it's a mixture of Faftekla, Jaden Hendrix, maybe a bit of Willie Larue that are our backup ten options with Damien Willemser. So, what do you think?
2: Yeah, uh, Tyler. The first thing I just want to say hey, is that uh, we could really do with a Francois Steyn right now. I'm just uh, he, I know you 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 think it's still done, but like it it would make you a bit more comfortable having him in the squad, would it not? <laughs> we can we can have I mean, another crash.
0: More than the four scrum halves, yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I I think it's the situation that we're in, and I was thinking about it yesterday. Hey, like it, it I'm I'm happy to back Marnie. Like I think he's definitely got the talent for it, and uh, we've always seen that uh, the Springboks were going to back Damian Vilamsa for ten. I think they even named him as a fly half in the in the squad with Marnie. So yeah. Yeah, did, yeah, a lot of people are, are blazing over that, but it, it it is what it is. Um, We think he would be second choice, but he might be going into the World Cup as first choice and Marnie's second choice. It's it's highly possible. But I, I was thinking back to 2021 when um Jacques picks, he picked his first Springbok team and he was asked all these questions about the fly halves in, in South Africa. And all of a sudden, like you fast forward until now and two years later, like we've got no one it, they spoke about, at that stage, they you were know, speaking about Chris Smith, Mone Stein, Johan Korsen, um Pollard, Marnie, and even Kerwin Bosch was in the flipping contention at that stage. So it's just wild to look back and think those guys could have seriously been in the Springbok squad. And now we, we go into the World Cup with one out-and-out out, number 10 in Marnie. And yeah, a whole lot of backups outside of that.
1: You know, what's crazy um, because obviously like everyone loves to jump on people and the Springbok fans love to just jump on and stomp as much as they can. But everyone's like, oh, you see, I told you we should have, we should have been blooding new players. But Jared, you're right. Like f- two years ago, we we had Springboks. It, one, Christmas is the only one that's not, but we had Springboks. We had guys that were on form and in the mix and everyone's just fallen off by the wayside. Like, there are certain things that you can manage, and there are some things that you just literally can't. And I mean, this is probably one of one of the tough ones, you know.
2: Yeah, I mean, even the Church of Farsi has quietened down now. Like I saw, I didn't even see his name mentioned during the uh, Springbok squad announcement yesterday on Twitter or anything. Like Jared, I saw, look, they were busy
3: defending my where we couldn't. We had <laughs> hands on deck on that mission to defend my pimpy. had no time, we had to do that service. Like I was, all hands on deck on my pimpy situation. <laughs> it was black on black crime. There we had the war. First the for like ten minutes. We're gonna go back now after after the World Cup and the new season starts. But Jared, the first of us, we we needed all hands on deck there.
1: Listen, Cooks, I, I, if, you I, think, I s- if you think, if you think. If you think that 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 you are going to be able to take a break from defending Mapimpi now mate, I'm sorry I have got news for you this is almost like your first Spring- Springbok World Cup I don't know because like have you seen the other backs there Mapimpi you're going to have to be defending him the entire way through because he will be selected at 11 in almost every single major game and everyone's going to be climbing on him I'm sorry but you're going to have to you're going to have to ease off Fassi the church of Fassi is just going to have to Chill a little bit until the start of the URC season because you're going to be full on with my pimps, eh?
2: Yeah, it's, it's like the first day of school, man. You've just got like your your pen and papers, and you got your new uniform on. Now the hard stuff really starts, man. I like,
3: just wanted to see him go to, to go to Paris. That's, the, that's, the, that's step number one. We'll, we'll send a few troops down to Durban for preseason. Have a look at how fast is looking, you know, just, just have a look. We've we, I mean, we got, we got fussy there and Yankee there. So, like, we, I mean, <laughs> uh, we split for that, but we we'll, we know the World Cup. We've got pimpy there. Now we can just sort of send a few troops down, but again, all hands on deck from the 8th of September I, to make sure pimpy, because like you said, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a fight all tournament long.
2: I, I will pain. say there was two other trends that I picked up on Twitter or, or like, non-trends. The, the one trend was there was still... Crammers for where's Ivan Ruiz? Where's Ivan Ruiz? Like I even saw, I, I think it was Quivis Visa was even like a Ruiz with a question mark on oh, his, really? his tweets, and I was like, "Wow, really, oh. guys? Yeah, uh, it, the the Stormers fans were still pumping for that Shame. one. Yeah. And then, and then the other one that uh, I, I noticed is everyone was uh, posting like the the spring box that are like the the teams were all posting their spring box that made the the squad. And the poor lions were just wishing people happy birthday.
1: Oh, sh- <laughs> I did not <laughs> see this coming, <laughs> mate. That is, I nearly just, I nearly just laughed some snot out of my face. That was.
3: <laughs> no, we just, asked, just Rianne. has gone now. So thanks, thanks, for, thanks for supporting us all this time, Rianne.
1: <laughs> yeah, but listen, Ringo, This is the first time ringo's you, heard anything. He's just welcomed his uh, his second one. So congratulations. But yes. he's been he's been offline. But yeah, when he when he goes and checks the squad, he's in for a real surprise. Well, let, <laughs> is it a surprise? Is it? No, I suppose. <laughs> no, to be yeah. fair,
3: Sharky, the Lions were just focused on keeping players in then Forget about the box for like two minutes. Like they'll be fine. Like we can try next World Cup.
0: <laughs> shame, um, bro. Oh, let's let's get back into this conversation. I mean, okay, chaps. <laughs> Anything else? Anything else? Uh, Cooks, let me go to you. Anything else to be said about the flyoff situation? I think, look, I think the money thing is a bit unfortunate, obviously, not ideal. I've said on Twitter that I wish we had some of those tests back that we gave to Willemson Stain just to at least get him maybe another few handful of caps um, of more, more experience. But I don't doubt his ability. I don't doubt his temperament. I, yeah, it's just a matter of. If you're a fly half coming into international rugby, you don't usually, you know, you don't, you're not consistent usually. You're going to have a, a few good games and a few bad games. I mean, ask, you know, Richie Monga, who pretty much took until 40 tests in order to be consistent. And then the second choice situation is very interesting because I guess this means Williamson now is going to be player 23 for the first team. And then for the Romanian Tonga team, he's going to be running the show. And if anything happens to him in those games, yeah, we're gonna have a bit of a Morgan para, you know, La Petite General situation with the clerk or Hendrixer.
3: Tell us, oh, we could see Demian Vilimser being the the starting ten. I mean, oh, you, look at, oh. you, you look at when when Andre Pollard went down. I mean, Willemsa was Williamser was the one that sort of came in and um, and, and he sort of started maybe morning. We play twenty three. I think It probably looks like it's gonna be between those two for the for the starting berth, but. Um, yeah, I think we're gonna. See, see a situation, where we do see a Colby on Flov, or we see a uh, a Fuff, or it's 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 gonna be it's 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 gonna be interesting times to see. Because I mean, my thing with the Springboks now, they have to sort of experiment. What happens if one, one of the tens do go down? In yes, maybe Paula does come straight back. But I think it's a, it's an it's an experiment that they do have to sort of look at. And 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 for me, it's gonna be interesting to see. Who it is. I mean, I just think they just they just throw Arches Neyman in there. I mean, I mean, you have seen how his hands are. I think just just to solve that issues, just solve all our issues. Yeah, just put him at ten. I think he will be I think he'd be, I think it'd be fantastic there. I think it would, And then like like why imagine having a ten that can jump the line out at the same, at the same time as well. Like it would be it work it works for everyone.
1: You know, I, as much as the Springboks uh, as like Jacques and Co um, put players into like, they put him in a position in a test match to test them out and see options, but they generally do it with the idea that they will eventually stick to it somewhere along the line. So like Damien Delendi, um, all the the three times that he's played, um, at 13, well, twice he started. And once he came off the bench, he's moved to 13 a couple of times off the bench before, but not as long as against the all blacks. I played a couple for, um, for Munster, and then he obviously his first two starts for the Springboks were at thirteen next to Jean de Villiers. But you know, like that's coming through now because he's the second choice thirteen. So the whole thing that happened with Damien Virmse, like Tala, I heard you shudder there. It, it's <coughs> it's it's something that they've practiced and 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 they they put the time in, and that's clearly what is going to be happening. So, Cooks, you make bring up a very valid point that what happens if um. If um uh what happens if, if Willemser is now gonna become the first choice 10. But either way, if he's first choice 10 or second choice 10, it really impacts in a lot of his other game time and space. And Tala, I know that you are very much on that Damon Willemser it, it must not be a, a Springbok like first choice flyoff. Like he's better at 10 and at 12 and 15. Like I I tend to agree with you. I think he offers more. Um, in other spaces, but his 12 option has almost been shut down now because Damien Delendy and Andre Estezen are there. So well, what's going on? And um, are we going to be now targeting him as a starting, starting 10? I think Manny deserves all the minutes he, he can get because he needs to go through all those minutes before the World Cup. Anyway, we have to, we have to do it.
2: Can I have one more thing about to say about number 10? Like I put it out there that Andre is isn't like trained at 10 for the Harlequins and that kind of thing. But I, I think the Springboks like if, especially if we play playing Vili LaRue at fullback, like we don't have like the same 10 that a lot of other teams, like the same responsibilities and that, like that when Willemsa played 10 against the All Blacks, he was basically defending at 10 and Vili was playing 10. Like, we, we do also have to think about it that way. Like if we can get a guy that can just tackle and kick for goal, like all good shop. He plays 10 and fucking really runs the show from, from fullback. And that's, that's how that, that's effectively, I think how, how it's going to turn out is yeah. Fuff can kick the goals and he can tackle. So he can play 10 for us. Speaking of goal kicking. <laughs> that's the intro there for Jared. I
0: mean, yeah, we saw LeBoc had his struggles off the tee on Saturday and, I think he basically um, Angus um, also a friend of the pod has been tracking sort of the kicking stats of the spring marks and he pretty much tracks at about 70 odd percent. Um, And he's pretty much the only regular kicker out of the, in the whole squad now um, with, with no Pollard. So that does obviously bring some questions. We know obviously from all of our previous Rugby World Cup wins that we had some, uh, uh, you know, a kicker that was kicking at an insane rate in order to win. So yeah, it is a bit of a weakness. We know LeBoc can turn it on and can have days when he's 10 out of 10 easily and can have weeks and strings of that. He just has that game like once every three or four games where it does go a bit below. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is, yeah, in those... Um, if Laboc isn't playing against Tonga and, and Romania, we might have to start counting in fives, or we're going <laughs> to have to see what juice we got in that France game when Fafte and Chase and Colby are making kicks from the touchline. So yeah, I think that's going to be very interesting. It's going to it's going to look a lot like, I don't know, the Woodbridge high school seconds or thirds that, um, Cooks was overseeing as to who's kicking and, and when.
3: Yeah, Tyler, you know, you know how I feel about having ninety-four different kickers in, in, in a game. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's it still it still makes me laugh when that that, that press conference went because when I think before Loftus, I don't know for the All Black game when the all you Nina know, about looking for poles, it's like, well, the guys are trying to figure that out themselves, and because the box have been so meticulous in their planning about everything to the yeah. point that people now. Have, uh, have said that like Russ has found a way to pick 37 people in his squad as opposed to 33. Like even now people are saying like, <laughs> but like everything else is how meticulous they are. It's just kicking that just defeats them. It's the only thing <laughs> <and> in <kicking laughs> football. That's the only kryptonite.
0: Yeah. Okay. Let's move to Lucanio Am. So, he, well, yeah, 100 Pollard seems like he might, yeah, he's probably not going to be able to play at least until the world cup. Lucanio Am's prognosis now is that he's going to be missing for at least four weeks. Um, or two to four weeks, I think the, the official word was. So he's also not in the squad. Jesse Creel has now become, you know, at least the most valuable player in the world. As Jared said on a tweet after Ben Smith wrote an article about Jesse Creel's defense, that Sarkin so so fans have been hating on Jesse so much that even Ben Smith has to defend him. Um sure. <laughs> You know, I want to ask you, Sean. That you know, we talked about Krill in the other podcasts we we're in. Um, from with Kellen Rugby doing a preview on the South African squad, a review of the South squad. Look, I don't think, or anyone that watches rugby, can't deny that Krill is an amazing defender. So I do think for that, and especially with the teams we're facing in the pool stages, Krill gives a lot of value. I don't know if he's. You know, he. I think Ben Smith was <laughs> taking a few shots at Um that were unnecessary, but I think Creel is an amazing defender. and Actually, kind of helps us in that way.
1: He does, and I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna upset a lot of people with two things I'm gonna say. The first thing I'm gonna say is that Jesse Creel is not as incompetent an attacker as everyone else makes out. It's um, <clears throat> he's a different player to Lukanya Am. Lukanya Am's got incredible offloads. i um, probably. Like he he the his spatial awareness is probably a little bit better um and he's got the ability to pull it off. So, you know, there's there's that and everyone wants that. But the truth is you're not going to get that from hardly any other player in the world. Like it's really difficult. So but Jesse Krill runs other options. He runs phenomenal lines and he runs a line that you are always gonna defend. You you will always double up on him. He's a big human, he runs fast and and hard, and he's got some great passes. I mean, there's quite a few tries where everyone's celebrating like Kirtley Arntzer and this and that, and whatever. And Jesse Krill's at the heart of it. Um, so yeah, from a defensive point of view, we are, we haven't lost a single thing. Um, Jared actually pointed out very nicely the other day when I was talking about um, sort of tackle misses that Lukanyam um has a lower tackle percentage than Jesse Krill. And he pointed out that we obviously want Lukanyam um on his feet more. So they've obviously adjusted that, which I think is a very valid point. But Jesse Creel defensively is brilliant and it's not the fact that he makes those one-on-one tackles. It's the fact that he is linking the inside backs and the outside backs together and he's doing it well. He communicates exceptionally well. I mean, you know, like uh, Canon Moody made some incredible reads and some great tackles in that second half. And a lot of that's got to do with what is happening inside as well, like giving him the freedom to do that and the trust. So this is this is a team a team effort and it's it's huge. The second thing I'm going to say that's going to really irritate a lot of people and guys, <clears throat> I've got my gum guard in, I'm ready to fight. Um, if Lukanya I'm going to be out for four weeks on that knee, I don't think we need we need to bring him back for the World Cup. Um, I think Jesse, yeah? like Lukanya, uh, sorry, huh? Yeah, yeah. We don't uh, need to bring him back. <laughs> no, Lukanya, I'm took three, four games to kind of get back in the mix. Can we afford to give him a game, uh, uh, one game and then hope that he comes right before the final? Um, so like, are we going to do that? And on a knee that is not going to be hundred percent better. It's not like he's been given the time. They are definitely rushing those four weeks because he's been struggling on his knee for a while. He hasn't regained the form. He's now re injured it. I think we're going to go back to a space where they're going to rush him in. And that he's gonna um, he's gonna not be on the form that we needed. Defensively, he struggled this year. I think that I don't think it's it's gonna be the right decision um, unless I'm wrong with the with the diagnosis and that the four weeks is he's gonna be 100% afterwards. But he had such bad strapping on his knee um, already. I I think that we I think it would be an error. Um, Having said that, if he comes back and they believe he's good and ready to go, then I'm all for it. Like, I'm not anti-having Lukanya I'm back. I'm just saying that Jesse Creel is our first choice 13 and we are going to do flipping well with him there.
0: Yeah, actually, Jared, maybe to bring you in, just on almost a wider point, how do we, or what, I mean, yeah, we've heard many conspiracy theories about players being brought back and everything. And I think Ninaba did imitate in his um, press conference that, you know the three injured players, Diache, Pollard, and I'm um, are on the standby list, and they, yeah, they, there's the option of bringing them back before the the official confirmation of the of the squads. So yeah, how does that work, and what what's your position about how we manage the three omitted players?
2: Yeah, I I, I think uh, pretty much any time we pick up any injury or anything like that, it, you sort of you pull in Pollard in straight away. I, I, unless uh, I th- unless it's an injury in the front row. Like, if we lose a back row, I think they just call up Pollard straight away. And, yeah, it, it seems like uh I don't know all the regulations around the, the players and that kind of thing, but they seem like they had to be fit to be picked. So, yeah, I, I think if anyone picks up an injury, Andre Pollard's our first call-up. And uh, I think it's necessary. Any Any chance that we can get to get some of those guys back in, I think the Springboks will take it with, without a doubt.
1: So I was also doing some research on this. I was actually hunting through World Rugby's uh, resources page and all that sort of stuff. I couldn't. I was under the impression that uh, for some reason, I thought that if you go into a World Cup with an injury and you and you are not available because of that injury during a game, then you can't be replaced. But I think that's wrong. I don't think that's right. What I did see, though, is the process for bringing another player in is you have to first prove that this player player A in your squad cannot continue to play, whether for whatever reason they are un- not available for injury or anything like that. You have to deregister them and then re-register another player. Now, <clears throat> I don't think it's as simple as that. I think there's a, I think a, a, a committee or someone has to kind of agree that it's done and. Obviously, all eyes are going to be on us, so they're probably going to scrutinize it if it does happen. So, But the way I saw it was that they just there was, there was an overseeing committee that made sure that it was an ethical replacement and not an unethical one, which kind of leaves a lot of gray area. Welcome to Rugby Union. But uh, yeah, so I'm a little bit wary of that. But I agree, Jared. I think if we, if we have a chance to bring someone in, um, it's Andre Pollard. Um, I think it's probably Mm. the best shot if it was just a one-for-one replacement or anyone in the backs for that matter.
0: Yeah, and as Jared mentioned on our WhatsApp group, and I saw it on tweets as well, (laughs) there was a situation where France said they ruled out Thomas Ramos in the last World Cup and then he was playing in the the game the next day for Toulouse. So yeah, it's it's clearly something that needs to be obviously more stringently regulated. But obviously with all of this hullabaloo happening around the (laughs) Springboks, I don't think the World Rugby would allow it to happen as easily. We can't just c- claim that, you know, course, has tightened the hamstring without any sort of doctor's notes or anything happening after that. Um, but yeah, I think, as Jared said, the other thing to, to add there is which um, someone mentioned on Twitter, which I didn't consider, is um, the role of the clubs. And that basically now, part of the reason why there's squads being announced now is that there's basically a 35 day window that has started now where clubs can um recall their players that are not in the official Rugby World Cup squad to um be involved or to you know come back for preseason or to play games in the top 14's case. So in theory, like Leicester can, Leicester Tigers can call back Andre Pollard and say, hey, join us for our preseason. And especially if they think there's an injury, they want to maybe like either review it or monitor it or whatever the case is. There is that added um complexity to that as well. So that is a great yeah, point. It's so going
3: right?
2: mm-hmm. to be
0: very interesting to see if that becomes a part of the story as well, because obviously Tigers have the investment in Pollard. He's, I think, one of their highest paid players. So I'm sure they are going to be trying to be as, precaution, like, as precautionary as possible with them. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what, what how that is managed. And then also another thing to remember with bringing in a player. So I think the 1st of September seems to be the date at which All of the Rugby World Cup squads have to be in. So I think from now until September 1st, the Springboks can change their squad and just be like, okay, this person's in. And actually, they don't even give reasons. They can just be like, okay, we're dropping the fourth scrum off. We're putting in Andre Pollard. Once the 1st of September happens and the World Cup tournament starts, that's, I think, when there's going to be more complications. And as Sean mentioned, like the whole process of a doctor and some independent doctor has, well, not independent, but like someone has to approve that, you know, this person's coming out because they're injured or for some other reason. It was so funny that in the interview, Jacques Ninaba was saying like, yeah, if a player is injured or has done something to put themselves out of the squad, (laughs) that's such a wide thing to say. So I don't know, (laughs) does that mean, are they going to like plant drugs into someone's bag? Like what's, what's the extent of what they're willing to do here? Is Eben Etzebeth going to be walking around for sledgehammer to the to the sixth loose forward? I'm um, yeah, I'm um, I'm very interested to see if there is going to be <laughs> going to be seeing some shenanigans happening here.
1: So Tala, I'm um, yo, I didn't even consider that, but I, I didn't know about that uh, recall window. But it's starting to make a lot more sense now. Do you remember during the Lions tour before that we called up a massive squad, but we had a lot of guys that were in cont- contention for the Springbok and SAA game were based in south africa weren't called up into the squad but all the overseas players were so they were kind of like to use a an american football term um like they were running safety so they were just kind of protecting the players so they didn't have like the, you know it was during COVID and all that sort of shit. so they didn't have to um like go to quarantine and all that so that's obviously what they're doing here like pollard and and lurt and um um can't get recalled well they can be recalled but they can't be doing anything major because they are injured so Maybe they're like, cool, while they're injured, we'll look after them and we'll send you reports and whatever. And that way, um, like, they don't bring guys that are injured and then we lose um, player X and Y because, like, like uh, Jean Klein would get recalled back to Munster ASAP, you know? So, yeah, very interesting. Hypothetically, I'm saying, I'm not saying Jean Klein would, would, would leave if, Lert, if there was the, the swing vote, but I don't know. But yeah, that's a great point, Brie. Um, yeah, food for thought.
3: Yeah, so
0: I think it's quite complicated, and yeah, there's many things and many many things have to go right, including I think the simple fact that I uh, I think this is just maybe yeah I think the reality is yeah if these players aren't necessarily being risked, I mean, sia Colisi has been injured himself, but he seems to be cleared to be to play at least in the warm up game. So I think there's an admission that yeah the timelines can be very tight. Cooks then with Jesse Creel being in the squad. There isn't really an uh, obvious second choice. Thirteen, apart from I guess Kane and Moody. Um, yeah. So, how do you think the box will manage that? Do you think Moody will maybe play one of the warm-up games at thirteen, just so that he's more comfortable with the position, because he likely has to play at least like the Romania game at thirteen in order to manage Creel's minutes.
3: Yeah, I think um, I think if, if they want you to see how Moody goes at thirteen, it's probably going to have to be one of the warm-up games um a lot has been talked about him at 13 um and um i mean obviously he hasn't hasn't played us in school so um, it's a it it is a tricky one so so i think you have to play him one of the warm-up games and sort of see how he does go because of you don't want to throw him in the mix come rugby world cup um i saw ap had a great tweet of saying maybe one of the games they play stays in the 12 and moody at 13 because there could be a, a possible combination when you're playing the Romania, of the stronger from the rest, Damien Delendy and Jesse Creel. Cause I think at least the Springboks, they prob- they'll probably, pro- they'll probably feel if push comes to shove, they have Damien De- Delendy as an option at 13. If let's say, uh, Creel, uh, Creel does go down or, and Esteve is playing well enough. So you keep the starting berth and potentially Damien go to 13. So they, they probably do feel like they, that, that option covered. Um, it's not ideal. And the funny thing is, I think probably since rugby but started, we've always, one thing you have always talked about, and I think Jay also mentioned quite a bit, was like, what are you going to do if Kanyam gets injured? And, and for about three years, we sort of never got to that point. We never had to worry about it. And now we are at that point. Now it's like, now he is injured. Yes, Kyrill does come in, but it does put a situation where you are putting someone who has not played 13 in professional rugby and I you, you, you do it at an international level and 13 is the hardest position to defend that. So it's going to be very interesting. I think um, what's, what does help is the form of Creel. Um, let's say uh, that's, that's sort of quieting down now. Um, the form of Creel does help. I think there is a sense of a little bit of ease that, um, that, um, that Chase is there, but also now there's, some, there's, there's, there's been some wild things. Some people calling it Kanyam average and, Placing yes. in disguise and things. I'm like, what is going really? on now? It's like, it's, it's 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 like it's it's become wild, wild times now. The wild, <laughs> wild. If you get injured now, people just like. By the way, I know he's injured, but he's bad too. Like I was like, whoa, what is, <laughs> where is this energy coming from? But no, it's. Uh, but I, I still think with Jesse there and him playing well, I think it, it will are well, well stocked, and yeah. You know, I'm, and I'm very excited to see if it, if it is Moody. I'm going to see how he goes at 13.
1: But you know, you know that like those oaks weren't abusing um when when he was playing, eh? They had to mm-hmm. wait for him to be injured and not playing, and then be like, oh, P.S. He's cuck What's a load of junk?
2: I saw a lot of comments of people saying, no, he's not the same. Which is a which was a fair comment. Like he's not a hundred percent. But uh, it there was no ways he's cuck That's that's just bullshit. But I, I also did hear Jacques uh, name drop uh, Damian Philipsa Like that poor kid, he can play everywhere but scram off of the swingbox. <laughs> We've got four of those. We don't get to pick Damien at scrum off. He can play outside center, though.
0: (laughs) Did you guys see how thick Damien Willems' glasses were? I hope those are just for fashion because if that man is doing catching high balls and he can't see, he's actually a walking miracle. (laughs)
2: i think they i I think they are just fashion it's a fashion (laughs) statement man like you 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 just see them pop out every now and then like even some of the press conferences (laughs) and that he's in he's not wearing them and then all of a sudden like wham like there's a cool photo (laughs) cool photo opportunity i'm putting these motherfuckers on (laughs) oh my goodness that was i don't
1: i i just I, I'm not opposed to Moody playing 13. I'm opposed to us trying to make him into a 13 for the World Cup. Like 2024, go for it. I don't think now is the right time. I, and I don't believe they're going to do it. And I also don't want to see Damien Willemsa there either. Um, but I'd rather see so Willemsa there. there. It's going to be Krill and De Lendi.
2: So who who, so who who plays when against we need for those two fixtures? Tonga. So Tonga and Romania. Who plays those two fixtures at thirteen? You giving one bro, to Creole and one to Islander? Is ex- what?
1: Yeah, this is this is my argument about taking two hookers. So don't even get me started on it. Like we need to give guys breaks, but we need seventeen yeah, we, minutes in
2: hooker at hooker. That's what we need. Maximum seventeen minutes is what we need out of our third choice hooker, and that yeah, but. I'm, uh, between the would,
1: Romania and um Romania and minutes. I'd prefer that the guys that Michael Mark Marks and Bungin and Benami didn't didn't play those games. Especially the Romania game. But anyway, that's the, the discussion for later, I'm sure. But I, I, I get I get that we should be resting um that we should be resting Damien Delendy, but I think that's why they've brought in Andre Estezen. I think that's what's gonna happen is they're gonna move Delendi to thirteen. So But yeah, so I'm I'm saying it's
2: but the Creel plays the one game, the islander plays the other game, and out of the four uh pool stage matches, they each play three. They're gonna have
1: to, I, I don't mind Romania. Romania, like, we could you know, we could probably play Achia at 13 and we'd still win with respect to Romania, but I mean, like, there's no ways. So like that's whatever. No ha-
0: to Romania when you say that. <laughs> I, mean, you're right.
1: I, I can't believe it. I, I was actually thinking when I said that I was like, "Yo, that's such a dick thing to say. I shouldn't have said that because it's just being disrespectful. <laughs> so I'm um, disrespecting, being disrespectful. So Romania are, n- are not are not going to be able to cope with us. So that's fine. I'm worried about Tonga. I don't want to be playing I'm that sort of stuff Tonga. with Tonga when when we when we want to chill when we're playing against All Blacks at thirteen. So Romania's fine, but. Um, like you know, no thanks. But we've got to like, <laughs> yeah. It's hard. It's hard to rotate players with the squad that's been picked as well. To be honest, no, that's
2: for sure. I to be honest, what I, do you mean? I, with I'm, four scrum offs. Yeah, with four scrum offs. Grant's going to be playing. Fuff's going to play thirteen. We're going to have we're going to have Jaden playing ten, and Fuff's going to play ten as well. Fuff could probably play uh, thirteen the way he defends. We, like if defends we can play in all the, four eight of eight, them eight,
1: in yeah. one match, we could start a yeah. nine at nine, a nine at ten. And then we can yeah, have, have a nine as player 22 and a nine as player 23 because of his speed. Sorted. No, Done. we're going to we play for, them we, all we, in one we're game.
2: Going, we're going back to the 5 3 split. Just nobody knew that the, the three were all going to be scrum offs.
1: <laughs> Listen, I, I think we're doing that, eh? I think, I think we'll see less 6 twos this World Cup from the Springboks.
0: <laughs> yeah. We have
1: to. No, no. Yeah, I, uh, I legit think we will.
0: No, I, that's what I'm saying. I think we kind of uh, put in a position now where we must do that unless the only way I can see it is if Willemsa doesn't start in the big games and he, then he can be a player 23 and covers 10 to 15. But yeah, I I, I think the way that the squad is set up at the moment, you're going to probably see less um, five, three and six, I mean, less six, two, because yeah, you're not as a hundred percent sure on your backline options. If, yeah, like Lebok and, and, and Creole are, are starting in that case. And I think, yeah, someone like Ardentz uh, and or Moody, they've at least played themselves into being in the reckoning for the bench for our big games. So yeah, that's going to be, I think, interesting terms of composition. Um, Yeah, let's maybe just talk about the 4 scrum scram-offs thing because I, I think that's been the most trolled about thing in, in the squad. It seemed like you know, obviously they saw that, okay, there's a lot of injuries. Maybe people aren't going to recover. We're not going to select them. Great. It then just seemed like there was a big deadlock in the coaches' meetings. Zondi stick was like, no, we need to take Gwebisayenach. Um, no. Rassi was on the other side. It's like, no, we need to take Grant Williams. Jacques, you know, was saying for someone else and Dion Davis saying for someone else. And they just were like, okay, it's a tie. So we have to take all four of them. I don't know, Cooks, if you have a... a a bit of inside scoop as to what the breaking news was. Was it Ching Chong Cha? Like, did they, was it, was there a race? What happened? How did we get to four? I
3: just, I just feel bad for Hoshi Yankees. Like, he's really awesome like, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> like, like what do you guys think? Like, one of us is going to be left out. Like, two of us could be going to the World Cup. And he's like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, am I the only one that's like, going underwater? <laughs> <laughs> like, so, here, so everyone just, so, for, like, we're taking four? I think. I think I think obviously I think my my thing is, is obviously with the, with the Pollard thing. I think we wouldn't, we wouldn't be surprised to see you one, maybe one of five or Jaden to play ten as cover. I think that could have been the reasoning as to picking the four scrum offs and adding and adding one more scrum off in there. I think um, yeah, because I, I, like I, other than that, there can't be any other explanation. I mean, like unless they're all gonna play a pool game and one person plays two, like like <laughs> like I don't know how you make it. How you sort of justify, justify it otherwise? Besides, maybe one is a nine slash ten cover, which is yeah again like it's it's it's, it's such an interesting interesting place for the box to be. Or what like what what are people say, Like maybe Grant Williams is also, is also going to cover wing. And also like I must I want to put this out there. This is like my pet peeve now. It's becoming like just because Cameron's fast, everyone's like he's going to play wing. I'm like it doesn't work that okay. way. Like, whatever, like, what if you can Like, I mean, Hoggy is a wing, which happened to be forced based gramov. Like, <laughs> like, that's the problem with <laughs> oh, all That's what he, we saw he did. Like, he's a he stated wing. But, like, since then, it's like, if it's nine is fast, it's like he has to play wing. So, I so, saw, like, you also all the comments, like, well, maybe ground is there to cover wing. I'm like, we have all the wings there, like <laughs> a six of them. <laughs> 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 i So
2: those
3: six in the squad, now you're to add like a ground Williams on top of it. I'm like, oh, so how many, are we playing a, a background of like just wingers and scrumers? But yeah, I think it's very interesting. Like, because I think we've never seen it before, it's hard to make, it's hard to sort of understand and see what the thinking is besides, but for me, I just think it's one of the, either Jaden or Fuff could be cover as, as 10. I mean, I, 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 I know it's, Janice played 10 before five has been down as cover as 10. So um, yeah, fluff, but it. it's, it's it's so interesting.
2: If you if you look at it as well, like those players that are on standby, there's three backs there, and we've got Urshell Yankees, Andre Pollard, and Lakanya Um. Like that, that's that's where our backline um, ends. Which two are injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was sort of like the guys that were left were chosen. Like the guys that have been in the system, have been in the Springbok squad and have proven they, they can play test rugby for the Springboks. They've been chosen. Like if, if you think about it, who else should have gone if we dropped one of those scrum offs and we don't have Lucanio and we don't have uh, Pollard and we don't have Yankees, who who do you pick to in the Springbok squad? Early person is probably Alton You call back
0: Yankees.
1: Yeah. And I agree well, with Monestand. you. I is- Retired. I know he's have retired, he... but you're telling me yeah. that he's going to say no to go to a World Cup. We've we've had this conversation plenty of times. But I, honestly, if I, I I think I think we should have taken another ten, and Alton is 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 the first in line to do it. He wouldn't he'd he'd be picking up small games along the way. Um, but his his value around that would be good. So obviously. Um, He, the, the team setup is, and his vibing with the team is perhaps not, not working, but Joe, you know, you're talking about like the ninth, do you know, just, (laughs) I didn't, I didn't have this feeling before yesterday, (laughs) but (laughs) digesting what they did yesterday with all those injuries and how they've done it and everything. I'm very, very low key stressing about Jaden's fitness. (laughs) Mm. Like, I mean, We've seen Pollard in training with the team and now all of a sudden he can't play. Like we're stressing, you know? I've seen, Mm -hmm. I've seen Khaleesi. Like I'm also stressing about Khaleesi, but I don't, you know, like I don't know what to believe anymore. (laughs) These guys have (laughs) broken me. Like I think we really, really desperately need Jaden. I really think we do. And I'm like worried that he's just not going to be fit. Like (laughs) we all talking, everyone's saying, okay, who's going to drop out? It's between Grant Williams and Corbus Reinhardt. What happens if, Jaden's on his way out Then we're like Well hang on a second Now we've like Really thrown a spanner But anyway I'm stressing I just want someone From the Springboks Just to let me know That he's okay And that Sia's okay And that they're all Going to play That's all I want to know Well Jacques he said that, fit
2: in the squad? Jacques said that uh, Everyone is fit <laughs> Not John Klein Because he
1: always has A black eye <laughs> <laughs> It just feels like every,
3: this whole part is like, yeah, but if, if he comes through from injuries, you're And like, but if he also comes through from injury, I'm like, I'm like, I think injury is the key word there. Like, I, I if I'm the springbox, I'm not training, I'm just playing games, just rock, just rock up and play, <laughs> just in case, just, just to make sure everyone gets to France on time. Like, at this oh point, like, like, like Cohen Bosch needs to be on standby, uh, Noche, <laughs> everyone, everyone who's played since 2018, since the Russia era, they have to be on standby because. They could go from preseason to be like, listen, my man, we are actually out of players. Like, like, of you know, players. Play <laughs> like can you actually like, come to France? And like, by the way, things have changed since
1: 2018. So can you, can you rock up and play? And while, and while they're on the plane, they're busy negotiating like cr- contract extensions because they need something to sweeten the deal.
0: Yeah, this has just been wild. I think, I think this is, and I mean, Angus, I think made the point as well. I think this is probably a consequence of the Springboks playing 12 months a year now.
1: Like, mm, bang on. Our
0: bodies are just shot. And the, yeah, well, not our bodies. We're not playing anything. We're just podding. But the team's bodies are just, yeah, completely shot. I mean, even poor Stephen Kitzov couldn't even have a weekend off at, in Argentina. He was putting yeah. up those name blocks for everyone in the changing rooms. Like, I Mate, mean, he was give active the poor as a water break. boy
1: as well, eh? <laughs> you see, he was on the sideline, like, pointing and stuff. I was like, dude, you really need to be on a couch with your feet up. Did, did you guys see that that
2: adverts that adverts of him after after mm-hmm. the announcement? Oh my god! It's, it's oh the ginger shot. Yes, yeah, that ginger <laughs> shot. No,
1: I missed it. Terrible. I almost,
2: Terrible. I almost spat my entire coffee all over the all over my laptop screen. If if you do yourself a favor and go onto their YouTube switch energy drinker, we're doing free advertising for the oaks now, but they, they haven't uploaded the kids off one, but they do the other one with Moody and Bongi and They are fantastic. <laughs> and if, is it called a ginger shot? <laughs> yeah, that one, that one you have to try catch on super Sport somewhere because it's not on YouTube, but <laughs> the, uh, uh, the guys lying there and he's like, no, I need a ginger shot. And then, uh, Stephen off like, charges into the room. It's fucking hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) That is
0: sensational.
2: I can't wait. I'm going
1: to have to find it.
0: Yeah. Look, yeah, I I, I just, and I I think, yeah, I I was talking about this uh, on Twitter as well. I just, I don't know how we got here, though, because Mm. give it five days. Five days ago, actually, yeah, let's say even a month ago, we said, I have no idea what the New Zealand is going to do. They have to fit in so many people into the squad. Do they even know their best 23? Ha ha ha, Ian Foster is a fraud. And literally five days ago, we also would have been like, yeah, 32 of the 33 players know who they are. We're all good. Yeah, unfortunately, Van Staden, Furry, they're probably playing for one spot. Moody and maybe um, they're kind of fighting for one spot or Moody and Esther Hazen. Yeah, it's all good. Williams and Reynach, they're fighting for one spot. And now we've gone to a place where pretty much, yeah, everyone's in, three of our key players are out. I mean, we haven't really even talked about Lord de Joche and the impact on the lineout that I think people are going to be miss or people are missing, I think, because we need that lineout general just to, you know, get things going, especially for a team like Ireland. So, yeah, I think there's now a situation where the nine jerseys up for grabs, the five jerseys up for grabs, and the ten jerseys kind of up for grabs as well. Because I don't think the the coaching team is actually maybe fully yeah there there's not an obvious answer to that. Obviously number 10, they still have a belief in Vanimsa, so obviously, you know, doing some of the things that Pollard can do and LeBoc obviously is a different type of 10. And then number five, you can maybe make an argument that all four of the locks that were picked, Mostert, if you consider him a lock, Ori, Klain, and Sleiman can all partner here for different reasons. And then nine, I mean, yeah, we have four of them. I mean, yeah, Ches and Kobe can also play nine. I mean, he might be an option. (laughs) So there's just, uh, we've gone from being, I think, the most settled and certain squad. We know what we do. We give you our team on Tuesday to being like, what the hell's going on? Like, this has just been such a jarring 24 hours, honestly, because. I mean, uh, as, as we, uh, uh, you guys know, on the group, when I went, I, I was in a meeting and then I come into the WhatsApp group and I see like the news about like Pollard and and and, and um, I'm not being there. I was, and then the four scrum offs, I was thrown for an absolute spin. And I think this is just the new reality that the Springboks are in. And I, you know, I, I don't know how to settle into this because... We went from the settled people that can, you know, we know what to expect from them. And that's the reason why we're a favorite to what's going on.
3: Cause I love what Teller says um, like five days ago. teller. I mean, I'm talking yesterday <laughs> before the... the, the 8 a.m. <laughs> like,
1: yesterday, yesterday
3: during during your coffee and croissant. <laughs> yeah, I woke, up, like, I woke up like thinking this is probably the most low-key springbok announcement that it will be. Like, we just just arguing about whether, like, if my Pimpy stays or Moody goes. Whoever goes, it's a win-win because they're both great players. Is STA isn't going to go. Like, like those are the nice debates, like, funny debates. Everything was A-OK. And then 3 o'clock came and then it was like, what the hell is like, going on? But I must say, though, like, we've, we, we've actually had a good for the last couple of years of settled teams and... um I think we I've missed the Old Springbok life of not knowing who's going to be going to play on Saturday. I missed <laughs> you know, the, 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 the stress of it. Like we just been in cruise mode now like 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 picking Springbok teams like got boring because you all knew who was who was going to go was, We going like like to the, the teams for the season. Like, yeah, it was like it's going to be 5-3 or 6-2 even if we even figure that one out. Like now it's like we we back to like what's going on which nine is going to play which which 10 is going to play. Um, what's happening here, what's happening here, it's a general contest again. It, it, it reminds me back, I mean, days before 2018. I mean, um, it's, I, I've lost those days. You know, I must understand uncertainty of, this, of, of those days where there's actually, where you like, you didn't know what you <laughs> to expect from the springboks and from selection.
1: I think we might even go back to naming teams on Thursday again. <laughs> I, I know exactly what Rossi's done. Rossi is currently busy with his director of rugby contract renegotiations. So he's pushing for a five-year deal and SA Rugby are trying to strangle him into like a two-year or whatever. So he said, right, I'm going to show you what it used to be like, and then you can decide whether you want Settled (laughs) Russi or Crazy Russie. I think that's basically what's happened. There's no other reason.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah, look, crazy Rasi, settled Rasi, whatever. I mean, yeah, I don't know, chaps. Maybe we should go around and just talk about the crazy conspiracy theories we've been hearing on Twitter the last twenty-four <laughs> hours. <laughs> Jared, I don't know what's the craziest one about. Yeah, what plans Rasi has a here? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know which one comes to mind first.
2: No, uh, I I don't quite know. How, like I say, I, I was just flabbergasted by um, the the sentiments that Lukanyo Ami is now cuck and he's always been overrated. So. That, that just blew me away that 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 was that came out but uh i i did enjoy some of the memes and they're coming through and yeah i still haven't been able to answer people's question why for scrum halves so, so yeah, i don't know what, what what have you guys seen the conspiracies going around yeah,
0: I've seen that we playing zonal scrum offs. So, you know, so in each quarter of the field, we'll have one scrum off playing here for quick ball. Then on the right side, we have another scrum off for quick and ball. And one in like, the middle. This is the yeah. This is the way to actually have like one second rucks. So actually, Rasi has figured out something here. That one but Hoagie, there was
1: there wasn't wasn't that Hoagart's plan? Wasn't that the plan around him? Put him on the wing because with, we oh, can, can. Yeah, with him quickly. and Fareed. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, uh, maybe that's we can we get happened.
2: all those locks on the on the field as well. That's why we've been playing uh, so at seven the whole time, so people get used to the idea of him wearing number seven. Then we're going to throw okay, Sia maybe. at eight, and we're going to throw Peter Steff at at six, and then that's our uh, we can get um, four forwards, uh, four locks in the back row. In 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 the maybe back five. well,
1: we need to make up a team. We need to make up a team of locks. Okay, we need to make up a team consisting of our locks, our scrum halves. And our outside backs, because that's the most of them. They, they, there's enough of them to fill a whole team. Like, it's ridiculous. Ugh. But you know what we haven't done is even gone through the squad. <laughs> We're just yeah, we just talked about even the, gone through <laughs> the forwards. I don't think we've.
2: I, th- I think we had a brief chat about the two swookers, and I don't think we've touched on the forwards
1: at all. <laughs> I don't. I want to get. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that. What I'm
3: saying is that of all those forwards, I think um, Franco Monster probably saw the squad. You know his name. He said he's like. You know what i mean, getting a lot of grief. I'm mean, the last person mentioned for the next two weeks. There's a lot of chaos <laughs> pa- happening <laughs> there. Like, my form is the least of everyone's worries right now. It's yes, probably it it me, like what's the guys. Yeah.
0: You took Him some and Jasper heat. Visa.
3: Yeah, they took some heat. They put another sitting back. They're like, you know what, guys, you sort of find it out. Yeah, we have no 10. and <laughs> I'll just creep my way back into form. I should be fine by the time the
1: Welsh game comes. that's true eh i actually haven't heard their names mentioned once no we have we have bigger fish to
0: fry right now
1: i mean yeah they're they're called mullet
0: (laughs) (laughs) many that's called many fish to fry yeah i love the The idea of of let's pick four let's pick four scrum offs to back up the four wingers sean yeah go go ahead with your hooker rant
1: yo so I've had a couple people that have made valid arguments as to why my theory is bullshit, but I'm still going to stick to it. I, I feel, so I'm a bit worried about the front rows. Um, I think we might, I don't know how we haven't got an extra prop and an extra hooker with extra two players in the squad and then 35 and a shoal of scrum halves. Cause I think that's a collective nine for scrum halves in our shoal. Um, the thing is we rely heavily on, two hookers we don't rely on one hooker we rely heavily on two hookers that's basically been our bread and butter and the truth is is we need both of them in form and they're both going to play let's say 40 minutes okay so someone might play 45 or 50 whatever the case may be we i don't believe it's sustainable for us to go into a world cup with two out and out big hookers Because that means, and everyone's like, yeah, but you know that Dion Furi can play hooker. I know he can play hooker. I've seen he played bench hooker for the Springboks twice last year, like, or the year before. I can't remember last year. Like, I I know he can do it, but he's not a big, bulky hooker. We need a big guy there that is going to take a load off someone. Like, if we had named Joseph Dweber and Dion Furi, which I believe we could have, Whoever could take 80, 60 minutes, and then Fourier could take 20. The problem now is that we have to, we have to play either Malcolm Marks or Bongi and Banambi in every single game. And like I don't I think that's stupid. Because like I, I don't think Dion Fourier is a shit hooker. I really don't. But I don't think that physically he um fits in our role of what we need as a hooker. In terms of a starting sixty-minute hooker, he's a he, for twenty minutes off the bench and stuff like that, no problems. But you know, I I just don't. Yeah, I I think it's a shit idea. Um, but listen, but this Brits is not, did
2: that. Yes, if, I know. If you look at twenty I, and and we, we did that with Scott Yes, I know. But, that, that's that's but my we, argument with it.
1: Yes, I know, and that was also brought up. But I think we've become more reliant on on the hookers since then. Like we've. Our, our since we've like our pack isn't what it used to be. We don't have that 2019 dominance anymore. We were solid. We're not that solid anymore. Like, mm. and that's why I'm worried that we don't have another proper as well. But that that's the thing is is we're not dominating up front like we used to. And I, I don't like. This is nothing new to to um, Jacques Minaba and and the rest of the management. Like they obviously see this, and they obviously see a plan. Like there's no ways that they've just gone. Oh, fuck it. We don't need to take Joseph Dweber because you know we don't need another hooker. Like there's obviously a plan. I just think it's risky. So, you know, and Cooks, you mentioned it, and and like there's more. There's so much risk here. There's so much what ifs over here. This is so like we don't know what's going on. Like we risky. We we're risking it with up with up with with one less prop. And I think we're risking it with um two hookers, and we're risking it with one out and out fly half, and we're risking it with nine um nine with a with a, a shoal of scrum offs. that that's a risk that we're not used to. So now we're all I'm just shitting in my pants over here. Like <laughs> I'm a bit stressed. But what I am really excited for, and this is legit, I'm really excited to see what happens and how it unfolds. Because I stand by my statement that I always believe that they do have a plan. And I know, Tyler, you you are like, what plan? There's no plan here. This is all bullshit. <laughs> I do, there's got to be a plan somewhere. So I've got to, I'm keen to see what happens. Whether it works or not, I want to see what the idea was. Because it's got to unfold somewhere along the line. We've got to see what the plan is. I just really thought that two games out of the World Cup, we've seen is already. Look,
0: my only beef with um, the Rassi has a plan side of Twitter is that everything can't be happening to him and it's all part of his plan. It's like, he's like some flipping like Bond villain or whatever that like anything that happens good or bad. No, 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 that was all part of the plan the whole time. Like I wanted you, I wanted to lose this game and I wanted to lose Andre Pollard right now because you know, I will still win the world cup. Ha, ha, ha. Like that can't be real. Like maybe, you know, sometimes coaches make good decisions. Sometimes coaches make bad decisions. That's mm, yeah. just the, that that that's probably closer to the truth uh, as opposed to some big conspiracy theories and like yo people were caping out there for that i've i've found a new term apparently that's useful like sports fans that like try to reason things even if they're not there which is called copium which i think there's a <laughs> lot of copium out there for the springboks yesterday like you know like anything that was happening no 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 it's fine like I wasn't actually that good anyway no, it's fine. Like we don't really need Pollard. Yeah. So like, there's a lot of copium out there, and very quickly on the hooker thing, I think it. it yeah, Sean, it's the same point. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the point that I uh, I want to make as well. It's just there's a lot more risk to the squad than there was 24 hours ago, and just increasing that margin of error is yeah. Like that's the big risk that I'm worried about for a lot of things. I'm look. I'm not saying that you know, we're gonna be knocked out of the pool and we're gonna be fifth dead last and everything. But I mean, look, if there's a realistic chance now Dion free has to play a lot of big minutes against Romania. And Romania, they might you might be able to risk name Neyman at center, but their forwards are gonna beat you up. So free playing at hooker in that respect's not maybe a good risk. free throwing into the line out with the likes of Fafita and you know, all of those like freaks there in Tonga that can probably jump and cash balls themselves, that's probably not the best risk as, as well. Like there's just so many things that we're inviting in now that, you know, it just takes one sort of like bad day or a bad first 20 minutes and then we 21 nil down. Like, do we have enough in the tank to sort of either come back to that or, or repel that sort of thing? Like that's the worry with the Springboks is, I always thought the Springboks were a high floor team instead of being a high ceiling team. So, you know, the bad won't be horrible, but the, obviously the good is always good. But now it seems like the floor's lower. <laughs> and now obviously that, that introduces some risk. There's, I mean, we've seen with Scotland, for example, like fantastic world champions one week and, you know, risking it against Romania the next. So, yeah, I, I yeah, that's not one thing I'm associating with this um, era of Springboks.
1: I hope you said fantastic and not fantastic. But, you know, on that thing, that point that you mentioned on Rusty, like he's always got a plan, uh, I, I agree that there's a plan, but I don't think that he's always like cool karma collector that he knows that it's all going to work out. I think he believes in his plan. You know, like um, Andy Farrell's always about creating chaos. What's, what's the terminology, Jared, that he always uses when, some, when the bus is late? Adversity. Oh, uh-huh. Thanks, Stella. So he's always for adversity, and I think that Russi does have plans like he contingencies and 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 Jacques they have plans they've got stuff, but whether it works or not it's a different story, but these are just we 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 suffer adversity and 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 all sorts of things all the time like we 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 travel shit for u r c we do all that and I, we just without ah, mentioning it they 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 tap that in on a personal level i think and um yeah, so I don't always think that they have um like a plan that we like, oh no, this is exactly what's gonna happen. We're taking four scrum offs. They're like, cool, these are the contingencies. We're gonna sort something out here. Okay, now we have to take four of them. We've got to work it out, like and and all that sort of jazz. So on that, like the way you're saying it is that he's like got to, you know, he's always got a plan and he's just cruises through. Like, I don't think that's always the place. I just think that it happens. To work out more often than not and that's purely with planning and preparation
0: yeah i yeah it'll be very interesting to see how this has all worked out but yeah so uh, we've done all the bad news but yeah let's celebrate a few people we have a lot of first-time world cup um, players in the in the squad now um, we go from oxen chair to dion Ferry to marco van staden to jean klein and marvin ori in the locks we've got um in in the scrum halves pretty much all of them but yeah jaden hendrickson and <laughs> and grant williams are also first-time world cuppers Moni lebach in 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 the midfield andre esterhaisen obviously he was probably the last cut last time so he's he's in finally you've got kirtley arendsa and kanan moody you know following the the steps of jp peterson of being a 20-year-old making his first rugby world cup yeah so there's a lot to celebrate there and yeah that unfortunately or not unfortunately but but weirdly happened with <laughs> these 2 meter men kneeling to be capped in front of Mark Alexander's maybe what 1.56 on a good day um so that was a bit weird and i don't think people's knees needed that necessarily as well but yeah i think it was it was great just to see how happy they were and obviously they're going to be representing the country and they're going to obviously you know be defending their world crown so yeah as all the bad things happening, that's obviously a big positive to, to keep in mind as well. But yeah, let's <laughs> let's talk about I think some of the other crazy things happening um during that announcement um that announcement series. Look, Cooks you did talk about like the song Sister Bettina, but the Bokino, sorry, but the music video as well was just so weird. <laughs> just you know, all like the South African imagery and like, yeah, that was, that was, that was crazy. But did we see the video, which was, I think, very touching, but the video of the Springboks talking about who they're playing for?
1: I think wow. that was a good mixture yeah. of
0: very touching and very funny mm. at the same time. Like, you go oh, from, I
1: got a lump in the yeah, side,
3: oh, Yeah, go for it, um, Cooks. I was really like, the amazing. that you said, you go from um, like talking about their family to, I'm sure Tala, you love the Jesse Creel mentioned of the Maritzburg <laughs> voice mentioned. And like and the thing is like what, what I love the most about that one, obviously seeing, seeing it on, uh, on on Twitter is like it's such a niche Maritzburg College thing. So if you've you've been there, like uh, like I've been there, so you kinda of know that you you know are referencing to. So and, and I love the fact even so like from Maritzburg College, you mentioned something that if you're from Maritzburg, you know exactly what he's talking what about. What is that? And what is will he be talking home about for
0: you? <laughs> It's an old um, club. Oh, I think the club's been renamed a few times, but it was a club that was there when Jesse and my, and I guess myself were in high school at the time, Crowded House, the only club in Martsburg. And then College Road is the road that Marisburg College is on. So oh, okay. I had a big laugh at that. I and think someone also mentioned, the, also mentioned the and parrots. Parrot, yeah. Sensational.
3: <laughs> I love also trying to pray like for my dog, Bear. I love yes. that one. And, then he, and, and then Did
1: you see Did you see the grin afterwards? He was like yes. trying to hold back the laugh and they just kept the camera on him. I was like, you go. But, no, but one... Like, sorry, sorry. Yeah.
3: And I was like, yeah, this is fantastic. Like the Nick Costa shout out from... That's and and I love it. When um talking about he like when he cost and then like sort of it plays on his like I, I coached him you could see like it was, the emotion coming in and it was Oof. no it was oh geez it was a proper 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 advert.
0: Yeah no the I think what are they called? I think TMT or TNT, the people that did the Chasing the Sun, apparently they did that video as well. So yeah, they did yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: there we go. they they're they they're in their bag with the inspirational videos. I mean it was annoying because, you know, I was trying to get, I mean, I was driving at the time and listening on, like listening as, as I was driving, waiting for the squad announcement. And it seemed like every time Mots was like, we're about to announce then there was a new video coming in and another new video and some other <laughs> inspirational stuff. And I'm like, I get this, this is great, but I don't need to be inspired right now. I need to be confirmed if we're taking <laughs> four <scrum-offs> or
3: not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you see that dragged it's, on there. Eh? I don't need talent. like I
3: just don't need insp- like inspiration. And and I, I'm all for that, I like, <laughs> that is funny. Because <laughs> like, 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 where's the team gonna come out and was this, this performing? And um, but it must cool, like I must say that Rover Youth Choir watching them live. Jeez, they are incredible. And like mm. they sang the anthem as well with the with sang the national anthem at the end. It was it it was such a cool, cool moment and um yeah, but um, sister we, we, is something that um, that we still need to it's it's I don't know we, we can't <laughs> we, like maybe for the pool stages then once you go to the, the, the the playoffs like it's gonna stay behind. But <laughs> oh no, yesterday was a oh, it was a crazy day yesterday.
0: <laughs> no, I'm glad I'm glad that Art Matthews um, national anthem has been put um further back into our memories now because. That happened in 2011 when he didn't even mm. know the words to our national anthem.
2: No, that, that that one was terrible. I, the one thing I will say: Can we stop getting like? Can we stop inviting Mark to uh, some of these um, like events? Like, <laughs> I, I I'm not. I, he kind I'm of not has being to funny. Go. Like, I I do get that he has to go, but like he he's a real buzzkill. Like at times, like. Like we we when we played against uh, Argentina at Ellis Park, that's our send off game. They let Argentina sing the anthem and then he trots along with some dignitaries <laughs> and to shake some hands. Like everyone was pumped up, hyped, and th- like he's the reason that the box played sh- cuck that game. Like that's why we didn't have like a pool because we are hyped up, we're ready to go, and then all of a sudden we had to like shake hands with some random dudes. Like, come on, but- guys. Like Get them before like they before they come in, and sing the anthem, and that kind of thing, like as they run out like yeah, oh, shake hands, shake hands, shake hands, it's like it'd be like one of those little kids before the football games that gets to hold the players' hands and run out with them, like they got one for every play, you can bring out that many dignitaries with you,
1: but you know the the thing is is you're bang on, like he's 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 a um like he's a office guy, he's not a, a yeah. media person he's he's like quiet and and timid and, and all that like they're really like, that's also a bummer for me. Like he doesn't have to be there. It's nice that he's there. I mean, he could have been sitting down like, Mm. you know, uh, and if he was going to present them with the caps, he could have, um, someone else could have been doing the talking and he could have just presented. But like when my pimps, when everyone was going off for my pimps, like he didn't quite know how to handle it. He's like, I really, I have to say your Springbok number now, but everyone is messing with me. Like he didn't go with it. He was like irritated and waiting. And it was like, stop, start. And so I'm with you. Like, it's yeah, didn't anyway. Rich
2: McCall read out the names for the All Blacks? Like, why couldn't we have Francois Pino or John Smith? Yeah. John was right there. Like, uh, I'm sure he would have been happy and to. John do he was angry. wearing the wrong shirt, yeah, yeah, yeah he was John wearing he the wrong, wrong shirt. shirt, but. But, but I mean come on guys like I, I think they would also get like most of the players names like there was still a few that like Mark like didn't get like too lacquer like uh, uh, I think my Pimpy was one of them that he actually got wrong as well but like you could hear every now and then you hear the guy that's telling him who to call up next and then he like says the yes. name perfectly yeah. the other guy says the name perfectly and then Mark's like ah no Ma- 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 but- Ma- Mark Azulu Ma
1: <laughs> he, he messed up in the beginning. He messed up someone's name. And I, I was like, what did I just hear? And then I was like, oh no, no, he's going to cap him. So I, I kept quiet, but yeah, I'm with you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Say the Bach number after everyone goes crazy for applause. I'm <laughs> like, I'm not even sure if the Bach number, like at some point, I think after the Van Staden one, once the crowd wasn't sure like what's going on and why Marco Van Staden is our captain, like then saying <laughs> Bach number 420, and then Kwaka Smith comes on or whatever. So it's just like also that's just very confusing. Like mm-hmm. I think yeah, ashamed. as a MC or you know is effectively almost an MC at that moment, he needs to work on his skills there. Also, he was also guilty of having a long five minute speech before announcing the squad about how they're inspiring us and everything. I'm like, dude, your only job here is to say these are the num- these are the players and good luck to you. Sorry, supports you. No. Let's talk about the history and what this team represents. No, sir. Yo, we must on just spirit. play that. Yeah, Gra- play the video of Madiba saying sports has the power to change the world. And then and everyone else must on. just do their roles. Yes. Like, it that's, was a good. Great,
1: that's it. It was a great one of, of great idea, shit execution. That bang in, 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 the, in the dictionary. There you go. Springbok 2023 World Cup player announcement. Great idea, shit execution. Moving on. Crazy, man. But yo, sheesh.
0: Yeah. Ah. Cooks, I, I enjoyed your interview I think it was the MTN um, Yes I think CEO something yeah. I was waiting yeah. for this She had a
1: lot of banter
3: <laughs>
0: No I
1: she was amazing know, and- I want to know Who she picked And who Because and who, she, <laughs> she, was, she was She was like I picked my team And then she was kind of like And they're going to be upset people out there I was like Yo Tell us Tell us <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, I, I don't know If she was She going to dish out Company secrets Or like Or anything like that Where like uh, but no, she was great. I mean, the interview was, um, it was cool. And she was having the time of, of, of her life. And the problem, the funny thing, she sort of quite nervous and timid. And then when you talk about the, she's like, she's she not talking about in the, end, the brand. She's like, no, no, I do to talk about my team. That's what I <laughs> yes, want to talk about. Like, she, yes. <laughs> she's like, I'm so, but no, it was, um, it was cool. But like, yes, it was, um, on, as, so as we, as we wrapped up, so the funniest thing happened, as we wrapped up, we go to the, we go to. This is probably the coolest moment. I uh, We wrap up. We go do sort of some play interviews. Um, so then um, I do a few of the interviews. Uh, I interview, obviously, my, my PMP. I got a chance to interview Malcolm Marx, but the also work. But as Malcolm Marks was setting up, I think I asked him for about 10 minutes about beers. I'm like, what is his new beer? I'm like, how's the new beer? Oh. Was, you know, like, how good is it on tap? So eventually, like or Malcolm starts getting into this conversation by telling me how good it is on tap. So like the director's like, "Cooks, you got to talk now." I'm like, "Well, I'm not. I'm going to stop him from talking. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, I refuse. I refuse to like sort of like like he's he's talking about PM. He's probably bigger than me. I think like let me just let him, like, just let him, let like let him continue chatting. And then, Ebenezer was there. It was like, the funniest thing is like I, every time I see Ebenezer, but I just get reminded like I, like I'll never feel bigger ever again in my entire life. Like I never will. Like <laughs> It's just like, like even like I've never seen someone like make his blazer look like tight, like a, like a, like a tank top, like a Springbok blazer. <laughs> like, no, it was too much. But um, no, but was cool. Like once they left though, like after afterwards, you could see like a lot of people. I think overall, like with the squad, I think there's still like, especially when we left there, like it's still a lot of hope. I mean, it's still a very, it's still a good squad. I mean, it's still very good players. Like yeah. I, I sort of left. I think when we left, Malteus and the Springboks left. they was sort of like. The overwhelming feeling after having the, I mean, the, the way the players spoke and the way the, and like management spoke, like they also like it's like I don't know maybe Rusty and Jacques are very good at are uh, very good at uh, bringing us of of of, 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 of uh, sort of inspiring us or making us feel at ease. But like sort of the the feeling when they left was like you know what yeah the other guys out but still a very, still a very good squad. It just makes the World Cup. Like, just makes the World Cup story even harder. I think TMW is probably sitting there like, okay, cool, nothing it. <laughs> like, a documentary sorted. Like, we couldn't. We could have the favorites tag. Like, let's do the injuries tag. Like, injuries off. This is all we ever needed.
2: Four scrum halves. Four scrum Yeah. <laughs> You know what? I think the big thing about it was is generally we're like when we pick up injuries, like it's it's one at a time. Like that I think that's the big difference with it and why it's like hits everyone so hard is like before the twenty uh before the Lions series, we lost Dwayne and like everyone had like a month to say, okay, cool, like who are we gonna pick instead of Dwayne. Now all of a sudden, like it was the day of and it's like these three guys are gone. They're out, not in the squad. I think that's that's just the main way like why it hurts yeah. so much and why everyone's still trying to scratch your heads and like maybe this isn't a team that could win the World Cup but essentially a pro- it, it is. I still think it is. And also Jared, the funny thing is,
3: sorry Shockey, like the funny thing is like, if you, I think if you listen to any sort of chat, it was like, I didn't, you look you look, you look at them, I mean, I mean Lourdes, a massive cog in the side, so is you and If mm. and you sit back and you're like, listen, like the, the the two people you can't afford to lose especially in the back line is a, a Lukanya Arm and Andre Pollard. And then it's been so like, even the way this people management have sort of talked about it is they're going to be back soon in four weeks. And then it was like, they're just gone. Like, I was like, hmm? so like, like, they're, like they're, they're just gone. And you're like, it, it is a massive, sh- it was a massive shock to the system, especially when the squad's being named. I was like, man, like, no Lukanya Arm and like, no Andre Pollard. Like, really? Like, it was a big shock to the system because I, I was thinking, I was like, man, this is. Scary, but it, sort of mm. you but know, you sort of like sort of take time sort of step back and you would be like it is still a, good, a very good side it is mm. still there is cover there i mean it's yeah like i mean it does it is worry I, I just think the world cup this year is very I mean, it's very very open and i think and I, and I think now we've just sort of pulled back where where are sort of france ireland and new zealand are sort of pulled away slightly I think Springboks sort of pulled themselves back into the ch- sort of pull a little bit back into the chasing pack which I think we've always said that Springboks is, it, that's where they like to sit sort of being a little bit of the, the slight underdogs I think that's where they are yeah. now they're sort of probably just slightly behind those three who, who, who especially the All Blacks and yeah. who, who, who pull, whatever, whatever. All Blacks really need some controversy guys this thing the the <laughs> playing with kid, I'm getting pissed off now like something. I don't know what it's gonna be. Is it a crowdfund exit? Something has you guys, you going to have four years of chaos and then they they, they manage to figure it out, like the, when the World Cup starts. Something has I'm telling you something's gonna happen and something's not right in that camp. And Richie Moko was there to 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 patch over the to patch over the to patch over the, the problems. We need some Ian Foster cannot get away with having a, a unscathed. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> getting annoyed now with those, those looks. <laughs>
0: You know, the funny thing is now the All Blacks are like fully into their wholesome era now. Like they're doing that whole bench project, which I'm not 100% sure of what they're doing. It seems like they're just donating benches to places around the country. I mean, cool. That's a very New Zealand thing to do, I guess. And obviously they had Richie McCall um, announce it and they did, did it in Hawke's Bay. And they just had like an, uh, I think an earthquake or a storm or something like that. So some natural disaster. Like they've gone full wholesome, full settled. And the Springboks are now this crazy, like, yo, you know what, we can play this one at these different positions. You know, we're the ones talking about Rico Yanni as a center, Jordy Barrett as like a fullback fly half wing now. Like, we've switched bodies. It's Freaky Friday. We've become mm-hmm. the chaos team and they so become I mean, now the calm team. It was the and all of, all sort of a sudden, team.
2: they've got a blindside flanker that like plays consistently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, like it's a mess because I saw an All Black fan tweet this morning. Like it's like, you know, a lot, a lot can be said about the Springboks dress code. I mean, it's just a lot about the team culture. I mean, like, like the, at the All Blacks, like we, we, we don't have sort of things like that. I'm like, oh my gosh, you what? won four games. Like you won four <laughs> games. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like you talk about like like the team cultures here, yeah, the dynamics. Like it's something that we've managed to establish. I'm like, oh my goodness, you won four games. And once again, you're like. The standard barriers on no dickhead rules are back again. Oh, Sweeping bro. the sheds are back. <laughs> Bernard Foley, you curse you for not kicking the ball out. Because you started this. You started this whole mess.
2: Oh. I, 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 I want to live in that world that Bernard Foley kicked the ball out. Like, I, yeah. I want to know how that is. Yeah. Want, or the world where we won a,
0: against yeah, the, the Ellis boxes. in
3: Ellis Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. That's you are right, Joe. That's the sort of world that we we live in. So yeah, like we, we hope for now. Well to be fair, it's, 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 like maybe does, does Joe Schmidt come in with Razor? Like we don't know. But like um now look at us, now they've now they've got Joe Schmidt there, Razor's now Razor's coming in next, Wayne Smith's coming back, they're all well established. <laughs> all because Bernard Foley could do not kick <laughs> the ball out when the ref asked
2: him forty-four times. Like we, Josh, and, his still teammates, in the open blue. and his teammates. Yeah, we, teammates. We, we seem to forget about that. Hey? Like his players yeah, were also shouting and <laughs> kicking, out, kicking out. <laughs> 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 Then Iqital, the poor bastard, was shouting. <laughs>
3: <in>. <laughs> oh my word. Oh, Losing no. his damn
0: mind. No, no we've, no. yeah, we've done switch body and Cooks, like you said, I'm not happy about it. Like it's yeah, this is a very big role reversal to how it was like in the last few years. And I'm not too sure what we need to do to reverse it. Like what happened? Like did Jacques and Ian Foster like switch notes? Like something something has happened and I don't like it.
3: Yeah, I know. And we need to fix it. And we need to fix it soon. We need to fix it soon.
0: Yeah, and even even Ireland has taken our role as being the ref aggravators. I mean, Johnny Sexton mm. is still public enemy number one. I, there's been a photo of, with him and Roy Keane and I'm like, you're getting yeah,
3: some that extra that tips.
0: <laughs> Here's more swear words you can use against the referee now. So we're...
1: Isn't, a, isn't, 16,
3: isn't playing a match today?
0: Yes, yeah, a training yeah. match against Portugal. <laughs> like, What is My going on like, with that guy?
3: <laughs> like, why is he playing match? Like he, he won't be, like, he refuses to play against Italy, but all of a sudden and, uh, now we're playing against Portugal just because he's Suspended! Oh, that guy! Oh, this guy should be banned! For, I told you guys, should be banned for ninety-four weeks.
2: That's what his ban should be. <laughs> but I, yeah, but Cooks, he, like obviously, he obviously likes Portugal as a, a holiday destination. The holiday Much destination, Italy. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's in his country.
3: Well, even like now, Xana Ferguson as well. Like, um, he's got, he got banned for three weeks. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, like yeah, Tyler like said, like, shows. world rugby is like we're not we're not losing any of our stars here. Like, Mm-mm. if the World Cup starts in a month, you you banned for two weeks. Like, watch. There'll be a, a head high tackle in the last, in the Springbok versus Obligate the last weekend. Sometimes going be banned for three days, so then you're available for the World Cup. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Frizzell, uh, Lavanini, Kremer, this is your time to shine now. Like, you can do whatever oh, you bastard. want to a player, and you're gonna get like a two day ban, basically.
2: Yeah, full bastardry is on the table.
0: Yeah, it's, <laughs> I called it the international rugby purge. Like, I'm sure if, um, you know, not, yeah, the player that we're not a fan of anymore, Muhammad Hawass was still playing. He would get someone with a high tackle or a high shot mm. again if he was playing. Like, all I know is, this is now the time.
3: You, all I know is is going to behave himself this time and then get card the first game in the World Cup and be banned all tournament. <laughs> like I he do. That's like, like, it's too late now. Like, <laughs>
0: You can't, you can't traverse certain things, unfortunately. Okay, guys, I think let's wrap on this. Yeah, final things. Let's, yeah, let's put out some copium for the masses. I think we started to get there with it. But Jared, what's your final sort of like line or pitch as to, yes, in the world where Pollard and Armand Lourdes don't somehow make it back into the squad, how and why can the Springboks still win the World Cup?
2: Yeah, I, I think Sean was a bit uh, unfair to the Springbok pack a bit earlier. Um, I still think we've got one of the best packs in the world. And it also goes off um, a comment from, um, I think it was the loose heads on on Twitter, so that the Springboks have been setting up them all very boringly and very straightforward. Like you set up and you try a steamroll and there's no like any extra plays around it or anything like that. Like no variation towards it. So I think uh, we're holding back a few of those things and we definitely have a pack that can win the World Cup. And uh, Marnie Le Borg is, well, he won the URC. He came close to doing it back-to-back. He's the kind of fly-off that wins titles. So, yeah, I, I think uh, if, if you're looking for some good stories to pull out of that Springbok squad, I think that's that, that there. And, yeah, there's also a lot of guys that will be hungry in that squad. Um, Dion Free making the Springboks for the first time last year, now he's playing in a World Cup. Uh, you mentioned the guys earlier Marco for who missed out in 2019, Andre Esterhazen, a um, guy like Caden Moody being a little bit like inexperienced and maybe a bit naive going into it, but he's also will be hungry to get his hands on it again. So, yeah, I, I think there's a lot to be positive about that squad, and there's a lot of good things to come from there.
0: Okay, Cook. So you have the final uh, plead with the jury. What what what's what's what what can we still hope for?
3: Yeah, I think Jared on the head there. I still think our pack is fantastic. Still think probably us in France in terms of forward depth is still. I mean, to lose a Lautier or someone like that, and yes, it is a big loss. But to know that the players we can have to to, to cover him, a Jean Klein comes in, a, a Marvin Orio near when comes back and. So I'm still very confident. I still think we have the right game plan. We I still think we have one of the best coaching staffs in the world, and I think we have an, we, we still we still have an ability to sort of grind out teams when when it, when it comes to the playoff. If push comes to shove, and with the Springboks is, we're gonna as Jared's favorite word, slow poison teams, and that's something we can do. We don't we don't need to work that in a system. That's, that's 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 our bread and butter, and I think. I I'm I'm still very very confident. It's exciting the players we have. I mean the likes of Kurtley Orinda and Canon Moody and like and the, and seeing guys like Dion Free, Marco from start, and I've been called up and the, and David looks like he's back in good form. Willie's playing well, so th- there is a lot of hope. Yes, it's tough to lose Andre Pod, Lukanyo Am, and Ilotiaka, but I think still it's still a very very strong. World Cup Squad and I yeah, I'm still feeling very, very confident. And uh, I just know that Marian LeBock has a plan for me. That's all I know. Mine LeBock has a plan for me. <laughs> yeah, you've
0: you've been holding on to those Money LeBock stocks um, for a while, Cooks, and yeah, you <laughs> they've never they've never had a high appreciation rate. I mean, he's he must have had, I mean, if you told Mani Lubbock just before the Bulls let him go, that you're going to be basically the first choice fly half at the Rugby World Cup for the Springboks. I don't know how much he would have laughed at he you was, at that stage. You're still
3: going to be the, the, the number one flyer for the Sharks then. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't get Bosch and I'm going to be yeah. the first choice flyer for the Springboks.
3: <laughs> how? <laughs> like, that, that's his thing. Like, can, I, can I just start somewhere first? Like, before we start talking about World <laughs> Cups. Cups.
0: Yeah, Chris Smith, Mournestane, Cohen Bosch, LeBoc couldn't get past them, but now he's the first choice flower for the Springboks. Yeah. Look, still enough quality in the squad, still obviously have the have the basis of, you know, a strong pack and a strong defense. You know, have a good kicking game. In some ways, possibly a blessing in disguise, in the way that, you know, Pollard hasn't had a chance to really practice this bit more expansive game. So Libok and Willems have been with the squad playing sort of a bit more of a, you know, a game that's trying to go a bit more coast to coast. So, yeah, I think there's, there's enough there. But, yeah, as we've said, I think the margin of error is a bit bigger. But, yeah, there's still a good team in there. It's just now, yeah, what the underdog tag... <laughs> if the underdog tag will add another 5% to the Springbok cause. But, yeah, like, I think... This World Cup, which is really probably the hardest World Cup the Springs will ever have to win in terms of the teams that they're facing, has just become a lot harder. But I think let's end it off there. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to the Rugby Bits podcast. Jared, sorry? No, thank you. <laughs> oh, I just saw you and Mike come on. I was just like, Jared wanted to just correct something there or come with breaking news about another scrum off being added. It was shame. I was hoping for Herschel Yankees. But yeah, thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining the Rugby Bits podcast you can find us on social media on the rugby Vids page on on all social media platforms please find us on your favorite podcast platform please rate this the podcast like share subscribe download and share it with all your mates because this podcast will be the one pod, the, the number one podcast you can come to for rugby world cup content from a south african angle and thank you to everyone that to, to to everyone that supports us of course and yeah thanks to the guys for also joining we will see you next time bye cheers guys